to a new episode of the Bevo Boys, and this is a special one because the Texas Longhorns are victorious once again in their bowl game. My name is Crates of Branch, the man on the other side of the audio is Joe Scanlon, and yes, Texas has defeated the Colorado Buffs in the Texas Invitational, or aka Joe, the Alamo Bowl. It's a glorious day. It is a good day, Creighton. It's always a good day when Texas wins. And when they did, and fantastic showing, 55-23. to 23. Uh, You know, these last two games, this one and then the one against Kansas State, the offense has done things that I didn't think we'd see this year. I didn't think we'd put up more than 30 points. I mean, they did it a couple times at the beginning of the year, and then the offense just fell off the face of the earth. And then it seems to like they've refound it here these last couple games. Yeah, no, put up that double nickel, and just like that, like the Texas offense, we'll get right into it. Uh, Just some stats before Joe goes and gives his opinion. We didn't see a lot of Sam Ellinger in this game. He started, we knew he was coming in uh, as a senior, well, possible senior as his last game, maybe. Thought this might be a swan song. Gets hurt with the shoulder injury. He only ends up with 10 for 16, 180 yards, and a QBR of 46.9. But Casey Thompson... The man that's played back up to Sam Ellinger for quite some time got his chance to shine, and boy, did he ever. 8 for 10, 170 yards, 4 touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 99.4 QBR. Offense was the story to this game, Joe, and the Colorado Buffs had basically no answer. Like I said last week, it was a matchup nightmare for this team, and they came in with a lot of hype because... This was the best team Colorado's put together in quite some time. It's been a long time since Colorado's been in a bowl game, and they finally got back. So you knew that this game meant a lot to them when Texas was on the other side of this time around with players opting out, maybe players not wanting to play. Usually the team they're versing is that, but this time the Texas Longhorns were the team that had those issues. Nonetheless, they come in and spank the buffs. Look great. Joe, I, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on this game because – I mean, we one thing you have to admit when it comes to Tom Herman, if you you might not like him, but man, this team plays really good in bowl games. I would rather be terrible in bowl games and win Big Twelve championships like Oklahoma, Creighton. I'm sorry, that's just my opinion. Um, it is it is nice to win your bowl game though, but as you know, we've all said before, it doesn't matter unless you're in the college football playoff. And we have yet to reach there, and it seems like we will never reach there at this point. Uh, they might have to uh, expand it for us to make it. But uh, you know, with this game, uh, first of all, Creighton, are we sure Colorado wanted to be there? Because as we've heard the last two years, Georgia didn't want to be there. Utah didn't want to be there. So did Colorado really want to be there, Creighton? I no, have of course a hard not. They got slided they in the, they got slided in the playoff in the playoff, Joe. They didn't want to be there because they should have been a top four team. No, they they one hundred percent didn't want to be there. Twenty three <laughs> points? They could have easily put up forty. Come on. So uh but no, on a serious note, why haven't we fed Bijan Robinson more? My God, like you said, 10 carries, 183 yards, and three total touchdowns. Dude, why did we not beat this kid early on? And here's the funny part, Creighton. They, in the first quarter, he had like two or three touches, and he had two touchdowns, and all like 100 yards. And then he was on the bench the whole second quarter. And everybody was on Twitter, where's Bijan? Why are you not playing Bijan? Is he hurt? Tom, what's going on? 
Jesse Palmer at halftime said, hey, where, why are you not feeding Bijan? And it turns out Tom was apparently saving his legs because, <laughs> God dang it, Creighton, we got to get ready for next week, dude, because there is definitely a game coming up in the next few weeks for Texas. <laughs> you know that. 18 I know years that. old. Got to save his legs, man. Got to save – I. This is why I hate Tom Herman, because B. John Robinson is a stud. He looked great. Roshan Johnson looked great as well. He had that great touchdown run at the end there where I thought he was going down, and he just pinballed his way into the end zone. Uh, so just the fact that Bijan, you know, came – this was his coming out party. Kansas State was his coming out party. Yeah. This was his, hey, hey, motherfuckers, I'm here. Yeah. Let's go. And so I am super excited for the future with B. John Robinson in the backfield for the Longhorns. Uh, as for Casey Thompson, I didn't expect that from him. We saw him play in the spring game in 2019. He didn't look good. Then again, it was like 40 degrees in the <laughs> middle of uh, April and uh, windy as hell. And so, you know, I won't hold that against him, but it looks like he's going to be a good quarterback for Texas um, in the future. And, and then Sam, you know, it's heartbreaking. You know, going out at halftime with a shoulder injury – giving me PTSD to another Longhorn legend leaving at the half, or not the half, but leaving in, uh, with a shoulder injury in a bowl game. Different scenarios, yes, but yeah. still got some PTSD from that. So overall, like like you said, it's a great win. Defense played great as well. I'll let you get into that, though. Um, so yeah, tell me about the defense, Creighton. Yeah, before we before we get started that, I do want to say this was definitely the Bajan Robinson game, and uh, – you know, just got just got to throw this one in here again. We got the right running back. It's all good. Anyways, <laughs> we got the right running back. Have fun with that, Suck TCU. Suck it, Zach Evans. <laughs> Suck it, Zach Evans. Oh man, we love Zach Evans, but just in all in all fair and love and competition, just gotta give it to him. Anyways, um, no, B. John Robinson, you're absolutely right. The game of uh, obviously his season, and it was a wake up call for everybody in college football that he uh, is here to stay. He is going to be a force for this team if they just use him like they should. He needs to be – he is a high-usage running back. you got to use him a lot. I think if they can capture that kind of magic next season or the season after that, he's going to be in the Heisman talks, just like all these running backs from the past couple of years have been. And, um, you know, yeah, heartbreaking for Sam. Wish he could have continued. It'll be interesting to see – uh, what he does now that he didn't even get to play the entire game. Casey Thompson, uh, I love the kid. I think he's got a lot of promise. Do I do I believe that he can do it over the course of 12 games? I'm not sure. But what we saw last night was probably the best play we've ever seen from him. The dude's got an arm, obviously, and can run. He's very mobile. Texas, it might be their weakest uh, room, the quarterback room, when Sam leaves. But don't be... Don't have that twisted. These guys are still really good. It's just a matter of the experience. The talent's obviously there. So to the defensive side, Chris Ash, let me tell you, I, we owe Chris Ash an apology for the first few games yeah, we because do. we did not, more you, but anyways, we, <laughs> a lot of the fans did not give Chris Ash enough time to really uh, gel with this defense and figure it out. But these guys are obviously better when Chris Ash is on the headset instead of Todd Orlando. 
It is just oh god, they know, they know how to evident. tackle Creighton. They it's absolutely. amazing. Although although I did get some PTSD, some C. I, I call it I called it CD PTSD. Yes. On that first Colorado touchdown, when there were five Longhorns and one running back, and he still somehow got it into the end zone. That should not happen, but it did, and so that immediately triggered yeah. Red River 2019. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I remember seeing that live, and that hurt a lot. Oh, and now, now I'm getting PTSD. <laughs> now, just talking about it, but yeah, no, this defense has looked so much better under Chris Ash and his uh, chin strap mask. Oh yes, the the good old chin strap <laughs> mask. No, I, I think Chris Ash is going to be is the perfect fit for this Longhorns defense, and I think that that side of the ball is only going to get better and. They have a lot of lot of studs that are very young right now, freshmen and sophomore that are coming up and are going to be really good. A lot of people think that because guys like Chris Brown and Caden Stearns and you know Graham and all those guys left that this defense isn't going to be as good, but that's not true. I I honestly believe this defense might even be better. Um, they, not an experience wise yet, but this talent is legit. The Marvin Overshawn is a stud. Alfred Collins was a beast in high school and you saw Dude, last night what athlete. he could do he was a beast last night I, that's a, what i'm saying you can see what he could do catch, like falling backwards <laughs> matrix style dude yeah. that guy and he's like what 300 pounds yeah like, i'm oh, sorry i yeah. can't do that the, at 240 four-star recruit kid was legit i think he ran it out of 96 to uh, according to 247 it in high school he was a, a monster so he is only going to get better the defensive line Keandre Coburn, if you ask me right now, Keandre Coburn's going to be a top 10 pick. This dude, Snacks, is just... I The way his body is built is just mind-boggling me. He's like Quinnen Williams. It's ridiculous. He's like 340 pounds, six foot three. I mean, he's stupid scary. And so Keandre Coburn, I love what he brings. He's going to be... A, he, he's going to leave probably next year, but it'll be uh, fun to see what this team does with him. Uh you know, sweat, Tavondre Sweat's going to be great. Uh, Jalen Green had some great flashes last night. I can't believe I'm saying that, but he, you could see what he is capable of doing uh, when he, when he doesn't get beat. Uh, even Anthony Cook had a couple great plays, a five-star that went to a, uh, you know, third stringer and he tried to change his number from four to 11, thinking that we can't notice him. I see you. I see you, Anthony Cook. Nice try, but good for him. He got some great playing time. It is uh it's it's going to be fun to watch these guys on the other side of the defensive ball. And that's the reason why like people like Xavier and Alford have to transfer because there's just so much talent. Yeah, I I agree hundred percent. I think I think this game, you know, we've we've seen this before after the Sugar Bowl, after the Alamo Bowl last year, you know, everyone says, Well, Texas is back, maybe possibly <laughs> and uh and I, I, I gotta say, I think third time's the charm here. But I also say, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, and I don't even know at this point, Creighton. Yeah. So uh, I, I think we need to use this game to catapult ourselves next year for once, finally. And, of course, this is going to get us a high preseason ranking. We'll be top 15 yep. because, one, it's Texas. Two, they looked good. Um, and so we just got to capitalize on that and move forward and get better. And hopefully having a full off season, will do that, um, with COVID hopefully slowing down and, or everyone getting shots. I, so, uh, yeah. we'll have to just wait and see though. I will. So I'll ask, I will, I will say two things to Longhorn Nation that will make you feel really good. More so on the defense side. Um, one on the defense side, also on the offensive side, I guess. 
One on the, so number one, I ask you this: Did you miss Joseph Osai, Caden Stearns, Chris Brown, Graham? Did you even miss those players last night? Could you tell? I missed Osai personally. I, I, get I missed Osai personally. But could you tell that there was a big drop off? No, exactly. But how much of the how much of that was Colorado just being? Tra- I mean, their quarterbacks come by, like Sam Neuer threw two picks and no touch. Like neither quarterback threw a touchdown. No, I so, get that. I mean, They're good. Like, but to think that these is... kids coming up aren't athletes is like they, these guys are just fine. Like the next breed of Longhorns are going to be really good. And number two, for this next season, like you said, th- there should be no reason why this team isn't in the conversation. Actually. There's no reason why this team should not be in the Big 12 championship at all because this team, defensive and offensive side, are much faster. These kids are so much faster than the ones we had this year. John Robinson's much faster. You know, our wideouts, people give our, give our wide receiver room crap. I don't understand that. I mean, you look around, I mean, Jordan Whittington's there. I mean, Josh Moore is still there. I mean, these kids. I'd can... like to see. I'd like to see Whittington get more playing time. Absolutely, he, for sure. Yeah, and the, um, it, and, and like you said, the, the the wide receiver room. Yeah, it gets crap, but I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, like people like Brennan Eagles, who of course is foregoing his senior year, or he's he opted out to go to the draft because he's clearly going to be the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Um, you move over, Trevor, and <laughs> and so, uh. You, but you, like you said, Josh Moore is coming back. Tariq Black opted out. He's going to the NFL. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh Moore is Josh Moore coming back? Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, Alvante Woodward's okay. going to be there. He's brand new. Uh, don't sleep on Kai Money. Kai Money is going to be a much better player. Kai um, Money. He's going, he's going to get us. I mean, did he? He already got a scholarship, right? He was rewarded one eventually, I think. Yeah, he was okay. awarded a scholarship. So, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's going to be a much bigger part of this offense. He's great. Uh, Brennan Schooler's coming back. Uh, Jake Smith, we saw what he can do this year. I mean, these kids for this team next year are so much faster than what the, the team was this year. And I believe with, like, if it depends on who it is, Sam Ellinger, Casey Thompson, Hudson Card, um, th- this team should have no drop-off whatsoever uh, because it's going to be like an Oklahoma situation in a weird way. Like Spencer Rattler, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a good quarterback. We all know that. But, like, it's easier with him – when, when you have all these studs at wide receiver and running back for Oklahoma, you kind of just drop it off. So I think that's what's going to happen with Casey Thompson or Hudson Card. But don't be, if you're a Longhorn fan, get excited because these kids move a lot faster than what you saw this year. That is some good news to hear, Creighton. Speaking of Casey Thompson and the quarterback situation, let's move on to our second topic here. What is the future of this team at quarterback? For those who've been living under a rock, um, because of COVID, the NCAA said that fall athletes can uh, use another year of eligibility. This year technically did not count, which means seniors can come back and play one more year. What does that mean? It means Sam Ellinger can come back for one more season. And after last night getting hurt, coming out for the second half, his family's there. He wanted to be a Longhorn his whole life because ESPN banged that over our heads the whole night. Oh my God! Every time he's in a big profile game, yes. they show a picture of him as a kid in a Longhorn the, shirt. It's the same one. It's the <laughs> every, same one. Every single time. It's like every we've, we've seen single it for four time. years. It's like we know. It's 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 yeah, we we know he was a Longhorn fan. Jesus, dude. <laughs> um, but you know, coming out, uh, giving us all PTSD with the shoulder injury, and he looked like he. Was, there were times when they showed him on the sideline, and he looked like he was thinking. I don't yeah. know if he really was thinking about whether he should stay or go, but he looked like he was thinking. 
<clears throat> and so, what do you do? What do you do? Casey Thompson came in and looked good. He had a, a he has a better arm than Sam, in my opinion. I'm sorry, Both I of love those Sam, quarterbacks, dude. But Ca- You're right. Casey Both Thompson, can, he dude. can throw the deep ball. He can He's throw got the deep a gun, ball, man. and that's what we need. He's got a gun. <laughs> he might not make all the best decisions, but he can throw it. And Hudson Card, the funny thing, Longhorns fans, is Hudson Card has a better arm than that. So it's like, yeah, we're so, just fine. <laughs> it's like, what do you do, man? It's like, what do you do? Yeah. Because, I mean, and the pocket presence for Casey, like he was dipping and dodging and diving yeah. all around the pocket uh, when the Buffaloes were running at him. So what do you do? Sam Ellinger is a Longhorn true and true. He's second. He's going to break Colt McCoy's records if he comes back another year. Yeah, absolutely. He will. He will for sure. But if he comes back next year, you know damn well Casey Thompson's gone. Oh, he, he has is to. Transferring. I would. I would want he him is, to. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you want to see good things for good people. And Casey Thompson's a good guy from everything I've read and yeah. seen. So, yeah, if it was like Spencer Rattler, I'd be like, you know, that's true. <laughs> you know, I hope he transfers to – we transferred to Tulane or something, but uh, <laughs> they'd be yeah, ranked in the top five if he did that. <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, Spencer's <laughs> the Tulane national championship bound." <laughs> Heisman, Heisman. Yes. Uh, so, 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 great. And I'll pose this question to you. You know, what should Texas do? You know, it got a lot. It got a lot tougher last night when Mr. Thompson uh, went for a buck seven, a buck seventy, and. Eight out of ten, eighty percent completion, four touchdowns, and almost a. I, oh, great! I will QBR. say, I will say, I kind of hoped he sucked. Like, I, I hope he did enough to win. Yeah. But I hoped he wasn't so overpowering that it's like Sam coming back. Okay, I can see that. Let's do it. Yeah. But no, he came out and just dominated, and so it's like, like you said, it's so much tougher. So the thing here's here's where I'm at at this. Um, like, I still believe Sam's coming back. I do. And with okay. that, I think if he comes back, I think it's his job. I think he deserves to have it. Um, and I think Casey Thompson will transfer, and I hope he does if Sam comes back because I would love to see Casey Thompson he's, play somewhere other than Utah anyway. He's going to Utah. Anyways, he's going to Utah, I, dude. I, I got to get <laughs> that out go there. to Utah. God, they'll have Charlie Brewer, Casey Thompson, and Jaquindon Jackson. You're welcome, Utah. Anyways. And Cameron Rising. Oh, and Cameron Rising. So three, of, <laughs> three of our quarterbacks, and then Baylor's three, three, three Texas quarterbacks and a quarterback we did not offer. Yes, who wanted to come to us? So you're welcome, Utah. Anyways, if Sam comes back, if he comes back, it's he deserves to have the job. I believe um, Sam makes Sam is a really great player. Don't get it mis, uh, misconstrued. I do believe that he obviously he can get better at throwing the deep ball. I think injuries does not help that whatsoever. Um, I think that what's so great about Sam is you don't have to worry about him getting hurt. Um, whereas with Casey Thompson, Hudson Card, they're a little bit thinner. Sam is very built. And I, I think Sam's got the chemistry right now. As of right now, Sam has had way more starts than Casey or obviously Hudson Card has had and has played in these high-profile games. He's played in multiple OU games. He has seen a Kyler Murray. He beat Kyler Murray. He's seen a Baker Mayfield. Yes, he, has, he, he has seen a Sam Darnold when he was at his best in the middle. I mean, that was that was a freshman game Sam played against Sam Darnold and almost how, won that How thing. old is Sam Ellinger, man? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh my God. I, I keep going back and I can tell you, yeah, he's seen that game. 
I mean, he's played against LSU, almost beat them at one point. If you don't mess up the third and 17, um, Sam is playing a lot of high profile games. So there's no reason for me to say that Sam should come. If he does, if he comes back, he should fight for his spot. No, I, I think that if he leaves, I think then the job should go to Casey Thompson. Uh, I think he showed a lot of promise last night. I also think that he will end up beating out Hudson cards just strictly because of the experience he's had at backup. He knows his offense pretty all right. Obviously not as much as Sam, but he knows the two's really great. And I think he is a really viable option. You saw that uh, in the Colorado game. And so I think people really get nervous and I do too, get nervous about the quarterback room um, because you know, when, when a guy that's a, you know, four year starter leaves, you, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with these new guys. But Casey Thompson, I think, showed you that if you give him if you give him the right situations, if you call the right play calls, Mike Yersich, Casey Thompson can run this Texas offense, and it can be fast, man. It can go so fast. Yeah, the key word there was if Mike Yersich calls the right plays, and that's 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 super, super important, Creighton. Um, God, it's like a peewee high school playbook. It's but I agree. I think Sam does stay, and I will be sad to see Casey Thompson go because he deserves he deserves to be a starter somewhere, and mm-hmm. I would hope it would be at Texas. But I think Sam Sam's got unfinished business, and you know I hope he does break Colts records yeah. honestly because you know he deserves it. He has given his heart and soul to this team for four years, just like Colt did. And can you believe that? Actually, think about that. Sam Ellinger has better stats than Vince Young. That's crazy. The only thing that's keeping him out of that conversation is the fact he has not won He has anything. no, not a single Big 12 yeah. or Natty or difference. even appeared in a Natty. So it's, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible how good of a quarterback he is, but because of the intangibles, the, the, the elusive rings yeah. that everyone talks about, uh, he's not – you know, in the conversation with Colt McCoy and Vince Young. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think he comes back another year. We'll, we'll be sad to see Casey go. Uh, but I could be wrong. Maybe maybe he looked at that because I tweeted this I tweeted this last night. I said, uh, I said, you know, Sam Ellinger would be the kind of leader, the kind of guy to see that this team is in good hands with Casey Thompson and Hudson Card and leave and ride off into the sunset. Yeah. You know, a legend. Nope. He would. He would be. If there was anyone that would do that, it would be him. I could. I could just see that happening with the with the slide guitar in the background and the sun going down and him just riding <laughs> off with the. I could see it in my head right now. So, we'll have to wait and see. He's probably gonna make a decision here in a couple weeks, um, the, if not sooner. Yeah. The weird and uh, the weird thing about Sam is that like it was. It's it's never been about you know like what am I. You know what can that school do for me at quarterback? It's always about what can he do for the school. So I agree with you, and that's why we love him. Yeah, I agree why we with love you him. about your tweet. It's like to him, it's more about the state of the University of Texas more so than where he's at. If he believes the state of the University of Texas football is in good hands with Casey Thompson or Hudson Card, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think he'll say that's enough for me. I'm good to go. I've done my job. But man, I'll tell you what, if he comes back and he just wins one Big 12 championship game, he will have his number retired. I mean, he will. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, he could he could say, yeah. you know, there is evil afoot in the Texas Longhorn program, and his name is Tom Herman, and I must do what I can to save this team from <laughs> from uh, destruction. So, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. Clever. I have to come back and save this team like I saved them so many times this past year. Um, but because uh, honestly, I I don't know if Casey has that it factor that Sam had. You know that. Yeah, that, no, it's you know, true. Sam, right. Sam lead, leading us from behind and against Tech, uh, against TCU, against uh, OU. Um, God, that was know, just so, all so, this year. <laughs> There's been so many more. It was all this that was year. just one season. Twenty twenty. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to. I guess, like I said, we'll have to see what his, it is. It, it all depends on Sam's decision. So if the ball's in his court, we just gotta wait and see. It's different now that he hurt himself. You know, I think it, I think if he plays the entire game and he's gone, yeah, yeah, I think he's gone. But now it's like, ooh, I don't know. You see a lot of these players when this kind of thing happens, they come back, and so it's yeah. and it's totally fair. He has every right to come back. We're not trying to kick him out the door. No, I don't think anybody should be doing that. I think if Sam wants to come back one more year, I think we have plenty of weapons. And I think there should be no animosity towards uh, from anybody for Sam to come back for a basically what the NCAA calls a free year. You know, I mean that's only fair. Yep. Real quick, real quick, Creighton, before we move on, uh, does he come back and turn into a tight end like Braxton Miller? Oh God! Oh, how? He, yeah, he'd be like, you know what? I'm done playing the quarterback position. Let Casey do that. I'll do something new. It's a free year. Let me do something I'm new. Play tight end. I'm gonna play tight end. Why not? I've you know, never seen him catch a ball. Crazy. He, he'd be. He'd be a good tight end. He'd be a yeah, pretty good tight end. Yeah, but I've never end. seen him catch a ball. I wonder if he can catch. That that's that's the main issue because he's got the build for it. And he's got the speed for it. Does but he ever? Can he can he catch? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then and then the funny thing would be he plays tight end and they move his brother to quarterback. Oh brother, yeah. that'd be little oh, little Jake, that'd little Jake playing something. quarterback, linebacker moved to quarterback. Let's do something. Like Ellinger that. to it's Ellinger to Ellinger. Oh. Did you know these two brothers grew up Longhorn fans yes, that, back in the day? Show the picture. Cue the picture. Here's the, here's the picture of them at the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> Golly, yeah. I hope I hope oh, Sam makes man. the I, I hope Sam makes the decision that he's comfortable with. I hope he doesn't feel any pressure from anybody. I don't think he does, but I hope he doesn't do it just because he feels like everybody wants him to leave or everybody wants to come back. Um, if he truly believes that, and I thought about this last night, so I was going to tell you, um, the argument of Sam may get hurt and then his stock dropping, Sam just doesn't really get hurt. So I don't think that should be an issue at all. Um, so, yeah. Or, or well, they, they listed off his injuries, and he apparently was hurt a lot this year and didn't yeah, tell but, anybody. Yeah, but, but he always plays through it, man, Like and finds a way to get us there at the end. He does. Yeah, I wonder if he would be better if he was 100%. So we'll move on, though. We'll move on. We'll see what Sam says and bring you guys that on in a future episode of Bevo Boys. But so, Creighton, 2020, wild year. How could this year have gone differently? Ooh. How could we have maybe played in a Big 12 championship game? Because we were close. All we had to do was win out, and we couldn't do that. Uh. But um, my first thing for this, why did we not feed Bijan a lot earlier? I'm sorry. It took us until the last two games to realize this kid's a stud. Five-star athlete. Was yeah. he the Gatorade player of the year? I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I mean, he was the number the one running back uh, in, the, in the entire nation. I assume he was right there for the reward. Yeah, exactly. So... Why did it take us this long? In the last two games, he had 355 rushing yards, 18 yards per carry. 18 yards per carry average. 
four rushing touchdowns, 88 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns, 283 yards after contact, 15 first downs, nine 10 plus yard runs, zero drops, zero fumbles. Yeah. And he was on our bench the whole damn year. And he would play sporadically, but they were given all the carries to Roshan Johnson and our good friend, Deontay Ingram. <laughs> you ready for this? Um, Bajan yeah. Robinson is literally what Jonathan Gray was supposed to be. That, oh, that hurts. Yeah. Oh, right in the heart. They, oh, that is exactly the, that is exactly what it is. Is Bajan Robinson is literally what Jonathan Gray was supposed to be. So we have a Jonathan Gray that's actually like a legit Jonathan Gray, and we don't run him this this time. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh my god, the dude is the number one running back in the nation. Okay, on literally every chart, he rates in at a ninety six, I think ninety seven on a two four seven, and um, you saw what he could do in Arizona. And the thing about Bajan is that he doesn't like. He he can blow through blocks if he needs to, but the dude can spin, juke. He can, you know, stiff arm. I mean, he can do anything to stay in bounds. And we thought it was a good idea that because he was so young and we didn't want to waste his legs that we should rest him part of the season, especially last night for those few times. That doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, it's the same thing with a quarterback. If, if you have – I think if you play two quarterbacks in one game, you end up – lose like your chances go down because then everything gets jacked up if you run three running backs in one game with trying to get them like the same amount of carries well then nobody gets a flow and i think yeah you, I, you, I think you easily win the tcu game if bajon robinson's playing i mean literally you have to look at it and say, yes you have to say okay if bajon robinson's playing he's going to get at least 100 yards okay that's probably going to result in a touchdown so there tcu wins you definitely probably win oklahoma as well i'm not gonna lie you probably win oklahoma no i think you do and i mean honestly you might win everything i mean you beat iowa state i mean that's literally the only things that are missing is that a consistent ball carry is what texas has been looking for for all these years joe and they finally get one and they don't use it properly it doesn't make any sense that that i i don't understand well, that goes right into my second point of how this year could have gone differently. <laughs> Game management and coaching. <laughs> yes, first of all, sitting your racehorse on the bench when you need to let him run. Uh, not smart, Tom. Not smart. Number two, Mike Yersich's playbook coming straight at you from the peewee fields <laughs> of Barnett Junior High or some other junior high out there in America. Um yeah, not great. I'm sorry. Back-to-back possessions uh, during the Alamo Bowl went run, screen, deep pass, incompletion, punt. Back-to-back possessions. I'm sorry. Gosh. And if it, and if he's doing this rope-a-dope, we're going to you know do this a couple times and then, boom, hit you with the slant <laughs> to the house. No, screw that, buddy. How about you mix up your stuff and actually have a game plan like Lincoln Riley does? How about that? Yeah. Words I don't want to use. That guy, <laughs> Mike Yersich. And my buddy tweeted at me. Uh, he's an Oklahoma State fan. He said, We tried to warn you. Yeah. We tried to warn you last year, but no, no, y'all didn't want to listen. So, uh, is, yeah, Poke fans, you were right. Is he better than um, Tim Mike Beck? Yersich sucks. So, oh, God, God. Well, he, instead of bubble screens, now it's true <laughs> screens. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so well, I guess if we we've keep, if we keep firing and hiring know. offensive coordinators, we'll just run out of enough screen. We'll run out of enough screens to where we just can't use them anymore, anyways. So I, I could call a better game than Mike Yersich, but but the coaching decisions, the Iowa State game, uh, with four minutes left, what we did throwing the ball, that's gonna haunt me all off season yeah. because we should have won that game. We should just we should have fed Bijan. He would have gotten us first downs and we would have won the damn game. The but no, between we did. You know what else is gonna haunt me? What? You know what else is gonna haunt me, Creighton? You know what else is gonna haunt me? The TCU game. You <laughs> rush. You rush down the field with plenty of time. Plenty of time to relax, set your play, get into the end zone, win the game, but you rush the goal line play to a running back who carried it. He had a Keontae had a, a, a long run yeah. and another kind of, kind of long run to get to the goal line, and then you run right up there and give it to him again. You idiots! Huh? He's of course he's gonna fumble it. Yeah. And what do you know? He fumbled it. So we should have won the TCU game, and I'm, I'm gonna blame that on coach management as well. Yeah, Keontae shouldn't have reached the ball. Like an idiot, but I think <laughs> we could have just slowed the damn pace down. The OU game, coaching decisions in that first three quarters really yeah. pissed me off. Um, the Tech game, too. And really, the only coach that I think deserves this job right now at the University of Texas is Chris Ash. Absolutely. I, I'm not even kidding. I think that's the only... I'm talking out of Herb Hand. I'm talking out of Mike Yersich. The strength and conditioning guy who I'm not even going to dignify with his name. <laughs> uh, Tom Herman. Um... Chris Ash is the only one who deserves to be a coach at the University of Texas right now. And honestly, if Tom's that bad next year, I might just say give Chris Ash the head coach job. Yeah, I mean Tom and let will, him if, do if the Tom defense. Tom does as well. that next year, he'll go. I mean, even though he's CDC's guy, I mean, like if he doesn't do good next year, no, he's he'll, not. He'll go. I know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't believe that either. <laughs> I mean, so like, if 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 Tom's not good next year, loses three, four games, and looks like he like like those coaching decisions come up again, um, it's not going to be pretty. And you got to think about it, like in that Texas Tech game, like in the OU game, and all those all those early ones. I mean, I have really more oh, the whole season. The slow starts, um, the incredible yes. slow starts. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was bullshit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, it's pissing me off thinking about it now. And I'm so glad we can leave this in 2020 because there's no reason we should have been starting out that slow with the offensive firepower we just showed these last two games. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's well, pathetic. And it goes back to the, the, the way the play call works out that, like, you get yourself stuck in these third and longs. You can't ever do anything. And that's what that, the, that coaching staff needs to sit down and be like, okay, we have got to make our game plan more electrifying and not – and then also – they also need to be like, but we need to center around Bajan Robinson. And from there, we will branch out. They won't. Uh, you're right. They probably won't. You're right. <laughs> they won't. I can already tell you that right now, Creighton. <laughs> because if they're going to literally have, watch him go off in the first quarter of that game yeah. and then sit, and sit him the second half because there's the second quarter to rest his legs, that coaching staff is too far gone. They yeah. are set in their ways. They're not going to change anything. We're, they're probably going to rest him next year, and we're going to lose games because of it. And then Tom will be gone. And when he's sitting there wondering why he lost his job, <laughs> I'll be happy to tweet at him and tell him exactly why he lost his job. Because at that point, I won't care. I probably if we have another season like this year, I might just lose my shit. Well, I, everybody I, gets all I, upset. It's close right now. Everybody gets so upset that the wide receivers. I me too. Everybody gets upset the wide receivers can't get open. That's partially because we don't have a running game. Now we get a running game, and we're not going to use it right so we can have our wide receivers open. I mean, come on now. I mean, like, 
it's yeah. dude it's all like right there it is right here and they don't want to take it it's like you're right they're setting their ways they're setting their ways that's what it is i mean they got it they're, they're gonna need to figure it out or these screens are just gonna have to start working one or the other someone needs to tech text cdc or email cdc and be like hey you know you have power tell him to use Bijan. <laughs> and if he gives you an excuse about why not to use Bijan, tell him use Bijan or you're fired because just, at this yeah. point at this point What's the point of recruiting like, these players like hell Bijan, <laughs> go freaking tell your coach to use you like what or, or or put your name in the transfer portal yeah if, if they don't use him put it put your name in the transfer portal see what happens he's the best running back we've if, had since foreman five years ago yeah so oh oh 100 yeah. oh god he's better than four he's he's the best yeah. he's the he, he has the most talent he could be another ricky williams yeah i agree with you I, i'm 100 percent there he could be yeah i am 100 with, with the proper with the proper player development and time he could be the next ricky williams, he could run a buck 50 every Herman. game if he wanted to two touchdowns 150 Herman, what we have Tom Herman. Oh, oh so no. I don't, his his player development's gonna probably fall. He's probably gonna fall off next year, honestly. And if he does fall <laughs> off, that is the clear freaking indicator that Tom is not a good coach. <laughs> that is the clear indicator that he's not a good coach. If Bijan goes from what he did these last two games to nothing, because yeah. it's all about development. Okay, I'm pissed. Let's finish this last one off here. Something else we could have done a lot more of in 2020 that I think would have won us some games is run Sam Moore. Yes. When, in 2018, everyone remembers, we get inside the five, we ran Sam. We ran him four times in a row in the Sugar Bowl, and he got in. I'm sorry. Why did we not run him inside the five? We could have run him in the TCU game. He would have scored. We could have run him in OU. He would have scored. Score. Like We did not run him as much as we needed to, and that really took away from our goal line game. And we got stopped at the goal line quite a few times. I remember. Yeah. No, like... So... It's... it's I don't understand why they don't understand that people just can't tackle Sam very well because he's so hard to tackle. He's it's a big guy. Yeah, he's especially when you're taking it from under center or if you're taking it from the shotgun and you got all that momentum going, Sam's a big, big kid to take down. Odds are you probably have 10 more touchdowns if you run Sam at the goal line than what you do. There's a lot of stops down there. And, um, and a lot of those play calls were pitch outs, if I'm right. So, I mean, like, it was like... It's it's ridiculous why they didn't run him. I mean, like you saw how well that worked the Sugar Bowl year. I mean, that's just yeah. Whatever they do in that year, they need to look back and they'd be like, okay, that's what we're gonna do next year because that literally whatever they did that year, they cracked the code. The problem was was they went back after and they've been doing that ever since. You know, that's the problem. I can't. I, I I'm getting pissed just thinking about how far we've gone back from 2018. Well, that's the thing it's is like so people. It's so bad. I feel I, I I get upset because 2018. Um, Texas figured it out. Like that was the thing. Like if they would have done that in 2019, they would have been in the top four. They they figured it out. They but they went backwards because they like you said they're setting their ways. And so I don't understand that. And they yeah. did it again this year. It's like if you just did what you did in 2018, you run the ball a lot. Okay, you run Sam a lot at the same time. Okay, I get it. You're scared he's gonna get hurt, but the kid just doesn't. He might get hurt, but he doesn't get significantly hurt. Okay, there's two different levels to this, and if yes, you beat. I mean, it's the same crap. You beat TCU, you probably beat Oklahoma in less than four overtimes, and you beat Iowa State because these guys can't stop them. You're literally taking yep. away elements 
elements from your team. You're taking away elements. Yep. <laughs> He's upset. <sighs> All right, you know, let's 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 move on to some happier times, Creighton. Let's <laughs> let's finish this uh, special New Year's uh, Eve episode off by talking about the top moments of 2020. Because yes, folks, there were some top moments of 2020. There were. Yes, there was. I promise. We're gonna talk about them. I got four. Creighton, you got how many, buddy? You got three. I got three. I got, got three, three good ones. I got three. Yeah, three good ones. All right. You know, let's let let you kick it off. You kick it off here. Give me your number three, or in any order, or what do you want? Nah, to do? yeah, any order. Doesn't have to be not, not any to be order at all. So. All right. All right. What's your what's your number three moment of all time? Okay. Or uh, moment of twenty twenty. Uh, uh, this year. What? Feels like all time. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. No, my my third my third moment is definitely the UTEP game in all its entirety because that team that came out that game was going to be something special this year. And that was a lot of fun. I get it. It was against UTEP. I understand. But that team was special. And they were going to be a high-scoring team. Everybody out there on the field looked like they were having fun. They were all gelling. You never had to worry about players missing their cues, defensive players missing their spots. You never had to worry about wide receivers getting open. It was just a good time. And it was the first time in quite literally, actually, it was the first time or the second time, if I'm right, that Tom Herman had won the opening game. Or was it the first time? Yeah, it might have been the first time because we lost to Maryland twice back, to back years. And then what about, yeah, so. Um, oh, no, we, we, we won the opening game last year. You're right. So it was the second time. Yeah. And it's just so much better when you win the opening game. And I just remember that day, and I was like, man, this team's going to be so great to watch this year. And then... <laughs> and they disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is what it is. Oh, God. Positive. We're going to keep it positive. Positive. Keep it positive. Yes, that great team game. was great. Uh, awesome that team, game. That team, was, that team was great to watch. I loved watching the UTEP game. And that leads me into my third, or uh, my I guess my fourth... Uh, top moment of 2020 was the game after the tech comeback yes. because one why were we down 15 <laughs> with three minutes to play against texas tech who was terrible yeah that 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 was the big red flag for the rest of the year but like i said we're keeping it positive i mean you come down from 15 with three minutes to play you get that uh, onside kick that was a thing of beauty from cameron dicker yes and uh, you win 63 to 56 in overtime i mean Tom wanted us to lose, clearly, by his coaching. But <laughs> Sam Ellinger, like he did many times, brought us back from the jaws of defeat and uh, was able to deliver that victory. And so, and then, of course, you know, our good friend Lance Legas uh, talking <laughs> trash during the game. And for us to be able to throw some back at him after that game was pretty nice. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that, was, that was a good moment for 2020 for me. And it really shows you, like, the drive Sam had in his career was that we were down by two scores, you know, with not much time left. And he found a way to will us back. And it's a lot, it's been a long time since the, since the Longhorn fans have had that many breaks go their way. So that was really nice to finally have all the breaks go in our direction and not somebody else's. Cause usually that's not the case. It, it was great. It was good. It was good. What's your, what's your second? My one second one is the emergence of Joseph Osai this year. That. It, you could take any moment. I mean, a lot of it, I look towards the Oklahoma State game. But, man, you saw it last year in the Utah game. He was going to be a beast, and he came back and did not disappoint. And he made the defense as – without Joseph Osai, I mean, the defense is pretty okay. But with them, they're great. And 
the the kid it, it was just it's so fun to watch him come from being you know he's from Nigeria he got moved over here when they won the visa lottery uh his family did and then he picks up nice. football he was a soccer player Joe and then he ended up picking up football at the end of middle school and played it throughout high school and the highlights speak for themselves so he comes to Texas and to watch him just grow and develop into a absolute dominant force i believe if he would have come back one more year he would be a top five pick he's going to probably be uh he might Late be the first high, round really he second. might be the highest pick we've got going into the draft and so nah nah cosmic cosmic you're right cosmic you're sure, right but... I, I forgive about I, I gotta give love to my offensive lineman sam cosmic <laughs> and so anyway he'll he'll be the second and uh Osai, just seeing how much work he put in, he was one of the hardest workers on the team, probably the hardest worker, one of the hardest workers in football. He just made the game fun, just exciting, and I'm gonna really, really miss him. But a lot of those, there was a lot of those games where it was tight. But when it was when Joseph Osai was on the field, you you, you forgot about it and you just watched. Yeah, and that's my number two hey! of 2020 was. Uh, Joseph Osai sacking Spencer Sanders in overtime to beat Oklahoma State. <laughs> um, that was a great memory. Um, we beat the Pokes. One of my friends is a Pokes fan. He was talking so much trash in our little group chat we have uh, with some of my former fraternity members. Um, and so it, it was it was incredible. Uh, it just chased, the chase down was so great. And seeing the sideline getting pumped as he was running after Sanders was so cool, dude. Like that was it would have only been better if it was in the 8K camera the NFL is using. Oh God, yes. But I mean, <laughs> that camera that looks like it's virtually a video game. That's what it looks like. It, yes, it looks like, and, and the background's blurred. Like, oh, dude, it's so cool. Uh, but um, but yeah, that's my second moment of uh, 2020. So what's what's your final one you got for us here? You know, I I got I, to say this. I have I have a few honorable mentions. I have the Josh Moore catch against Baylor when he mossed the man. Yep. I got that one on my honorable mentions. I I have I had the tech one on my honorable mentions. I have, you know, a bunch of Bijan Robinson runs. Uh, there was a Roshan Johnson run that was a spin out and a duck through. Bijan Robinson did a stiff arm against West Virginia. But I have to go to the cliche one. My favorite moment all time. I mean all time. My favorite moment of this year was listening to Tom Herman last night talk about what Sam Ellinger meant to this team. And it just kind of sums up exactly what Sam is for this team. Um, there's, yes. maybe, there's maybe not another quarterback, I think, coming out, even Cole or Vince, that you can look at and be like, yeah, that's like the poster child of Texas football. You know, like, because Sam was yep. a diehard fan, obviously, we know, and whatnot. <laughs> we and, so, we know. <laughs> and then last night when Tom got asked about it in the, in the award ceremony, he almost couldn't finish. He was he was tearing up, man, and he didn't have many. He he couldn't talk too much because of that reason, and so I was just like, that is just the perfect way to like sum up what Sam's meant to this team. Because win or lose, I mean, there's not very. I don't. I I've never met anybody that says, well, I don't like Sam Ellinger. You know, he, he's such a good kid, and so I'm gonna. If he leaves, I'm gonna miss him. If he leaves after next year, I'm gonna miss him because he's obviously leaving at some point. <laughs> So it, it'll be it won't be as fun without him. But I remember this kid coming in. We had Shane Bouchelle, and he yeah, Sam came, I was a big Shane fan. We were a Shane fan, and Sam came in, and he wasn't so hot at the first. And so we said, well, maybe you should go back to Shane Bouchelle. 
and boy, what did did Sam go on a tear after that and didn't throw like an interception for like eight games or something. And there was a bunch of, yeah, mo- yeah. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. We go, yep. You know what? And Tom had been talking about Sam for a while. He says, listen, he goes, give this guy, this dude's going to be legit. Give him a chance when he recruited him. And he was absolutely right. And so I thank you, Sam. It might be the one thing Tom Herman's gotten right here. in the last <laughs> four years. Um, yeah, I, you look, folks. I'm gonna hate Tom Herman the rest of my life, it, unless he went, unless he somehow wins a Big Twelve and a national <laughs> title next year. Luck, I mean, it's not gonna change. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, no, I, I did, I, I teared up a little bit too watching that because, like you said, he was the poster child. He was Texas football. That he personifies what Texas football should be. Every Tough, player that comes gritty. through that program should be like him. You're right. Yes. Yes, and love for the Longhorns. Standing out there at the Cotton Bowl when the eyes played. Like, dude, come on. I mean, uh, I'm going to miss him. And like you said, he's going to leave at some point. But I hope he Hunter Renfro's (laughs) it and comes back one more year. Uh, So before I get into mine, uh, I got one honorable mention. Uh, Because I like your honorable mentions, so I won't repeat them. But my one honorable mention was uh, Spencer. We we benched Spencer Radler in the Red River game. We... Bench Spencer Rattler. Spencer, I'm going to win the Heisman my freshman year, Rattler. Spencer, oh, Lord, here comes the second coming of Jesus Christ, Rattler. Uh, Spencer, uh, he's going to take OU football to a national championship this year, Rattler. We got him benched in the Red River game because he was that Rattler. For Tanner so I thought that, Mordecai. That extremely For happy. Tanner Mordecai, who's not <laughs> even playing Mordecai. there anymore. And the only reason Mordecai did well is because we never, we definitely did not game plan for. Oh heck no, we don't have tape on Tanner Mordecai from Waco, Texas. Now now he's going to uh, SMU. Going SMU, yeah, man. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Yeah. So my number one moment of 2020, and Creighton, you you can help me out with this. I forgot the game, but I remember when this happened because this was incredible. Some might even call it a miracle. But Jalen Green. Got an interception. Yes! Yes! 2020 at finest. The Stooge. The Stooge number. I forget what number he is. He's one of them. He's one or two. He did something. One of the three Stooges did something. He got an interception. Do you remember what game that was, Creighton? I believe that was just recently. That was in the... Kansas State, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the Kansas State game. And so, Look, this year's been so me, crazy, I forgot. Let me, I, let me, let me, I believe that's what it was, because it was a late game. But no, Mr. Jalen Green, he went up and, yeah, I, he, he went up and grabbed it. And, you know, the, the poor kid. I mean. Poor kid. Wait, which kid? You're talking about the Kansas State quarterback? Yeah, like, you know, Jalen, like, he's obviously a great player, but he just he gets caught in so many situations bad situations and, yes and it's like, terrible yeah he, he you know as I'm, I'm looking up the stats right now but um though i mean like i remember when he got when he caught it and i was like oh my gosh now all you, we, you, we put in the group chat we were going nuts we were like Jalen green got Jalen green oh my god you know Jalen green got an interception hey you know the offense wasn't ready for that one they go who 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 picked me up <laughs> you know all right, let's look here. Jalen Green. That poor poor kid. Yeah. Poor, poor Kansas State quarterback. Oh, man. Oh, man. No, I uh, I, 
I I like the Three Stooges in Chris Adamora, Jalen Green, and Josh Thompson, and they're coming back. Yes, sir. So they're coming. Josh Thompson looked pretty good in the Alamo Bowl. I'll give him that. He did. He made um, a couple good plays. Let's see here. Oh man, interceptions! It was Oklahoma State, Joe. It was Oklahoma State. Oh, it was the Oklahoma State game. He oh, picked wow. off Spencer, Spencer Sanders. Sanders. Jesus. Oh wow! <laughs> even That's better. Even more impressive. <laughs> even better. Oh my gosh. I mean the the sentiment of poor Kansas State quarterback still exists because that kid got beat the hell up. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Poor guy. Poor, poor guy. But yeah, I can't I can't believe you picked off Spencer Sanders. Yeah. Holy I'm cow. Tra- Un unreal. You know, but that's the perfect twenty twenty is Jalen Green yeah. got an interception. There it is. He had as many interceptions as Caden Stearns. The 12.08, yes, you're absolutely right. 12, oh, that's not good. 12.08 in the <laughs> second quarter, he picked off Spencer Sanders and ran it back for 41 yards to the Oklahoma State 8-yard line when we were tied 14-14. to 14. So, Oh, Sp- yeah, he almost scored. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Incredible. He did it. He did it. Yeah. 2020. Now just do that every game. Just do that every game. And I'm sure he'll he's going to come out next year and he's gonna go to the draft i hope he comes out and gets five interceptions you're telling like me. a bunch of pass breakups i hope he comes out and just kills it if, i really do if the three I, stooges I like can play you know, really I'm a great fan. Gonna i don't want a... anyone to suck yeah. but like i mean sometimes he like you said he gets in those situations and you're just like dude dude, dude. come on man yeah no. if we can if we can erase the stooge nickname from these guys next year because of how well they play we're winning a big 12 title it's oh no doubt oh yeah like imagine like Imagine if these if these three guys just play lights out next year. Oh, we're gonna have the best defense in the league because everybody else is, plays a hundred times better than that. So, oh my gosh, you know I just thank you, Jalen Green. That's all I have for to say. making my twenty twenty special and in a year of crap. Oh uh, man, uh, what, well that's that's a good way to end. that's a good way to end the show right there, Crane. Oh man. I, so, How about uh, that? Ending now that, the show on Jalen Green. <laughs> well, now that football season is over, folks, you might be wondering, oh, no, what are they going to talk about? All they do is talk about football. Well, that's false because we're going to talk about basketball on the show now coming up. Yep, the Basketball team has been looking pretty good, Creighton. Top 10. Uh, we're number you, eight, baby. You follow it a lot more than I do. but Don't worry. I mean, it's going to be this, – this is good for you because you're going to get to see some great players. We're number eight. This is the best team Shaka Smart has ever put together. And I think we're going for a championship run this year, final four run. So get ready; it's going to be an oh, amazing season. I'm excited. We might have a might have a special guest on the show. Um, might have a special guest. He knows a lot about Texas basketball. Um, so so we'll have to see about that. But uh, until uh, until next time, uh, where we'll, we'll discuss about the uh, the college football playoff and what happened and how bad did Alabama beat everybody or, or Clemson, you know, it's cause it's going to be one of them. Um, and, uh, I'm sure Creighton will have a lot to say about Trevor Yes, and, uh, his, his, his love for Trevor and, and Trevor going to Jacksonville. So, um, yeah, until, until next time, hope everyone has, has a great new year. Uh, stay safe. Don't drive drunk, uh, wear a mask and, uh, we will see you on the next episode of the Bevo boys. Always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook them.